morning we're thinking about journeys. We have mazes for people to fill in because they're going from one place to another. We had the quiz because it's journeys. Where would you travel to to get to this point? Where do you get to? And, you know, I'm sure that many of us over Christmas or New Year did some kind of journey. May not have been a long journey, may just been down the road to the shop, but it may have been a journey to visit friends or relatives. It may have been a longer journey than normal. And the thing I find about journeys is, whether you like them or not, each of us like to know certain things about journeys, don't we? We like to know where we're going, for instance. We don't like to necessarily get in the car or on a train and not know our destination. Why would you do that? Why would you just get on a train and not know where you're going? We like to know how we're going to get there. Some of us like to have planned out meticulously our journey. Others of us just like to generally know how we're going to get to the place we're going. We like to know how we're travelling. Are we walking? Are we going on the bike? Are we going on the train? Are we going to have to drive? We like to know these things. And we also like to know that things will go smoothly. We like it to be a fast journey, generally. And we like for it to be a smooth journey. Let's hope that your journey to Rome is like that. And back. We don't like it much when journeys are unpredictable or unclear or unsafe in any way. We like to be maybe a little bit in control of what's happening. At the moment, in the life of the church, we're in a time called Epiphany. The church generally It's the time of Epiphany, and at that time we remember a journey that certain people took in the Bible. It's, of course, the visit of the wise men to Jesus. I want to read it to you. Are you sitting comfortably? No, ridiculous question. Okay. The sky was black, the night was clear, the stars were bright as diamonds. Perfect, said the star watcher just as it should be. But just then, God nudged the brightest star and sent it floating like a kite across the night sky. Quick, called the star watcher to his friends. Come and see, there's a new star, and that means a new king, said the second star watcher. Somewhere, a new king is about to be born. I'll tell you what, said the third star watcher. Let's follow the star and see. So the three star watchers climbed onto their camels and set off after the star. When it zigged, they zigged. When it zagged, they zagged across deserts and mountains and rivers until they reached the land of God's people, the Jews. We have come a long way, said the first star watcher to King Herod. We have followed a remarkable star, added the second star watcher. So can you tell us where the baby is? asked the third star watcher, the baby born king of the Jews. King of the Jews? King of the Jews? King Herod repeated, trying hard not to look upset. Let me speak to my advisers. And so King Herod called a meeting, a meeting that was not very happy. King of the Jews? The king shouted. King of the Jews? I am king of the Jews. Uh, Yes, your majesty, his advisers mumbled. But God has always promised that one day he would send us a special king. Perhaps he's the one the star watchers are looking for. Hmm, Herod muttered. And where does God say this special king will be born? 
In Bethlehem, your majesty, the city of David. Send for the star watchers, King Herod ordered. I have decided what I shall do. Gentlemen, said the king, the child you seek is somewhere in Bethlehem. Go to him, find him, then come and tell me where he is so that I can visit him too. The king said this with a smile, but his heart was dark, very dark, dark as a night without stars, for he had already determined to kill the child so no one would take his place as king. The star watchers didn't know that when they left, but they soon found out, for the same God who had nudged the star visited them in a dream and told them the king's dark plan. So they went to see young Jesus and gave him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And then they went straight home with stars in their eyes and God in their hearts. Remember the journey of the wise men at Epiphany at this time of year. It was a very special journey, but it was far from straightforward. In fact, it was downright dangerous, really. They set off, they followed a star, they were in search of a newborn king, and that was all they knew. They didn't know where they were going, they didn't really know how they were going to get there, they didn't know how long it was going to take, they didn't know how safe it would be, but they set out anyway on this journey. They knew they had to go, and so they took the risk of going, and they travelled together to seek a newborn king. And when they got there... To the house where Jesus was, it was then that they had a realisation of who it was they'd been travelling towards. It was then they realised that God had become human and they worshipped Jesus. They had an epiphany, if you like, and it changed their lives. And you know, together as people here, as people of God, we are travelling on a journey too. It may not be that we get in a car and go anywhere, but together we're travelling on a journey following God. We do it throughout our lives. For the whole of our lives, this is what we're doing. Following God, seeking to be like him, searching to know what he wants us to do and how he wants us to be. But we go through seasons and we go through times together. Sometimes our season is a good one and we feel the journey is going well and it's well planned and we actually feel we know what we're doing. But other times we feel our journey is a bit more uncertain, feels a little bit unclear to us, doesn't feel like a very good journey and we're not really enjoying it and we don't know when it's going to end. And that's why it's important that we travel together like the wise men did so we can encourage each other when some of us are struggling and finding it hard. There's a quote that will come up by Martin Luther King Jr. should appear in a moment. And it says this. If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. As we follow God, the danger is that we stop moving forward with him. That we believe that we've got to a place where everything's okay, we're happy, life is all right, or where we know what we need to know. But God desires that we move forward with him. However we do it, however slow we feel it is, 
and that we do it together because we can never travel very far on our own. So to encourage us at the beginning of this new year, or relatively near the beginning of this new year, I wanted to read a short poem before we sing our hymn together. It's called Let's Go. Let's go. Let's grow. Let's go for a walk. Let's not settle for talk. Let's imagine new worlds. Let's see fears unfurl. Let's listen to dreams. Let's paint the town green. Let's spike guns with flowers. Let's confront tyrants with prayers. Let's meet abuse with blessing. Let's hear people singing. Let's nurture our wonder. Let's pause to ponder. Let's stand amazed. Let's fall down dazed. Let's love this place. Let's be flooded with grace. Let's meet hate with love. Let's fly Picasso's dove. Let's honour our neighbour. Let's love God and neighbour. Let's eat bread and wine. Let's kiss and give time. Let's grow. Let's go. So let us pray together.